everybody. I can't help but smile when I hear that music because it means we're in for another episode of the Rec Poker Podcast. This is the forums edition where we take a hand from our uh, forums at rec.poker and talk about it here on the show with this panel of recreational poker wizards. Um, I'm just one. I'm your host, Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game. And you can learn about me and everyone else on the Wrecking Crew by going to rec.poker slash crew. Or you could just listen up because you're about to meet a few of these awesome members right now. Gang, why don't you tell uh, Rec Poker Nation where they can get a hold of you? I'm Chris Jones. You can find me on 5B5 on Twitter and 5x5 on PokerStars. I'm John Somsky. I'm Poker Geek MN everywhere. I'm Keith Brandt, and I'm Monkey System everywhere. I'm Kim Kilroy. I am Fergie56 on the home game. Pet Vet everywhere else. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 just about everywhere. Yeah, you guys are so smooth having your one handle everywhere like true professionals. Nicely done. Um, other true professionals that we should draw attention to are the amazing crew at Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino. And of course, Website Mark from Website Amp, uh, who is another sponsor for the show here and who we literally could not do what we do without. So thank you, Mark, for your continued support and for John and everyone else at uh, Running Aces for all the fun stuff you do over there. Um, so every week... We are, just like every week, it's Monday night. We're recording this after the chats edition. We are playing in the nightly home game, trying to steal each other's chips. And uh, just like every week, we're taking a post from the Rec Poker forums. Uh, This week, we're taking one from our very own Chris Jones, who uh, was playing in the Venom the other day and uh, got dealt pocket queens. Yeah, we love pocket queens. Um, But then everyone and their uncle flats, ugh. And we don't like that so much. So, Chris, why don't you take us through the post uh, that you put into the Rec Poker Forum here? Well, this came out. So, yeah, uh, if you don't know, uh, don't, you're not really following. Venom is a, the biggest tournament that ACR puts on. They put it on a couple times a year. Um, big buy-in with deep structures, long levels. So that's something to keep in mind here. We're really deep. Um, and um, we're early. This is level three of this uh, tournament. Um, so... Here we are, um, and we're sitting in early position. Um, I think we're, let me just look at this just to make sure I'm right. I think I'm not under the gun, but second, second, yeah. Um, So I'm uh, under the gun one, and I open with pocket queens, um, and then this cascade of calls starts happening. Um, The... um, the player to my left calls the player to their left calls. um, And then ultimately the button also calls the two blinds fold (laughs) surprisingly. But so we go four ways to a flop and the flop comes uh, nine, six, four rainbow Uh, nine of clubs, six of diamonds, four of hearts. And we are holding the queen of hearts and the queen of diamonds. We are first to act. We have three players behind us left to act. It's a board that is, we're kind of like it, but kind of don't based on those calls. Um, So that's, I think that's, let's start the conversation. Yeah. Um, What what do we do here? It's non-controversial open, obviously, pocket queens. And then when you get called and you get to the flop, uh, you're out of position, multi-way, four-handed. And again, for the audience, the flop is nine, six, four, rainbow. So the question is to see bet or not to see bet, right, Chris? And I guess if so, to what size? Yep, that'll be the the first question. I mean, I'll tell you as played. Um, well, may, should I? 
no, let's see what, let's, let's talk okay. about the pros and cons. So uh, you're in a multi-way pot, you're out of position. It's a, it's a relatively large pot, I guess, just because, well, uh, no, it's multi-way. So it's as big as it would be typically. It wasn't a particularly large open. Right. Um, it's uh, w- w- what were you, before we say what you did, what were your considerations in the moment? Um, I think this is this is a spot, first of all, where we have to remember that we're extraordinarily deep and that it goes mm. sort of two ways here. Like um, we do not uh, want we want to potentially take a strong hand and build a pot. But we also we this isn't like we're 20 or 30 big blinds deep. We cannot possibly just go broke with queens here with 150 big blinds or whatever we've got here. Um we we've got a um, you know we've, there there are some considerations we've got to take with with a hand like this going multi way, um, and this is a kind of board that's gonna I think uh, be intriguing. One of the things I I would think about with this if I was one of the players behind me who had flatted, um, this is a very intriguing board to check raise I think, um, especially to that. Uh, early position and with bluffs um, you know, the kinds of a um, lot of gut shots are on this board. Potentially um, there's a lot of uh, pairs that are in between these that aren't sets, but are kind of like interesting check raises as well. Um, so I think there are, there's a, a decent number of those that we'll be facing. And we have to remember we're up against some really strong opponents. Um, I looked up, uh, one of the other considerations that we'll have to uh, just take into play as we talk about this hand is, um, you know, I, I when I showed up at this table, I looked up everybody um, and there was probably one weak link at the table, but the rest of these players are crushers. They're killers. They're uh, top, <laughs> top players um, in the pool, in the player pool. So, and which you'd expect at a, a tournament this size, but I was hoping for maybe a few soft spots and <laughs> there weren't as many as I was hoping for. So that's another consideration um, as we kind of approach this hand. Sorry, and one... Chris, is this a re-entry and what is the buy-in? Uh, it's $2,600. So it does allow for re-entries, uh, but I satellited in and I was not planning to buy in. So <laughs> right. I only but had... some of these crushers might yes, be correct. able correct. to buy in. Correct. Okay. Right. And uh, my only uh, note here, I think you are the first player to act. So it would be, uh, if, if I'm reading this correctly, so it would be a raise. No, they're not going to be able to check raise you, but they can two bet you. Correct. Sure. Correct. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah. Correct. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, all right. So I think those are all, those are all like, this is the kind of board where they're going to have sets. They're going to have strong draws, although they can't, you know, it's not a, it's not, it's a rainbow. So they can't have a flush and a, um, straight draw. Um, some of these players might even have two pair in some suited combos. If uh, you know if they're getting really good odds in position there, I could see that. Rob, you're shaking your head. What are you thinking here when you when you're in this spot? Not not with the range. The if they're crushers, they're not playing ranges that include those hands. Yeah, I think the button, the button might. Yeah, the button might have seven eight, um, but they're not going to have any two pair combos in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably that. right. I think you're probably right. That would have to be nine six I, or six four. Those are pretty right, and pretty they're bad. not going to have any of those. Um, yeah, so they're going to have a lot of suited aces that call, 
They're going to have all the pairs uh, below the queens. Uh, the ones above are probably going to re-raise you pre-flop, right? I think Ace nines King. might even raise pre-flop, re-raise pre-flop when you're this deep. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised they, with the crushers re-raising right. nines. Yeah, they could, but they could also flat there. Yeah, uh, especially the button. I mean, you know, um, the the more players that call, mm -hmm. the more risk. I mean, you're you're risking a lot more chips by. Mm -hmm re-raising with nines on the button for instance when have two people have called between you you know that's right. that's suicide so yeah so i think there's just a, a heck of a lot of pairs and a lot of suited aces and some big broad suited broadway type cards a lot of broadway this a lot of broadway yep. and yep. a lot suited of broadway especially yeah. yep yep so does that incline you holding pocket queens then uh or i guess we should also be thinking about like, you know, how balanced do we want to be in this place? Is this, a, is this a spot where we're actually going to be playing in a balanced fashion or are we just going to kind of play our hand? Chris, when you're in a, when you're in a tournament like this, that's kind of above, you know, our, our comfortable, typical buy-in, do you adjust how you think about those kind of spots? How, are you, how, how worried are you about playing in a, in a long-term balanced way here? Um, I, the, the only thing that I say to, to me, it's less about the buy-in and it's more about the structure. Mm. And so when I go into a tournament like this, the, the thing that I just re like remind myself and like I, I say before I start is like, be patient. You have time. There are lots of opportunities here that, that, and in fact, like if I, if I double up right here, it's almost meaningless. It's nice. It's great. Hey, let's get a good start going. But that's, that that's sort of meaningless versus being crippled here is, is something I really don't, or going out here is not something I want to have happen. And so like, it's, it's that sort of like, it's just a reminder myself, like I can be patient. The structure of this allows me to play, um, you know, optimally. So um, that was, that was more than the buy-in is what I'm kind of telling mm -hmm. myself as I begin it. Mm -hmm. I, I like that attitude that like, being patient is like super important in these kind of events, but that's different than being passive. Correct. <laughs> like, so I just feel that uh, this is, in my opinion, I would hundred percent see bet Queens here as I would aces, Kings, ace, nine, nine, 10, uh, uh, tens, jacks. I would be C betting all of those hands. I'd be C betting my pocket fours, pocket sixes, maybe checking my pocket nines, but I would be seabedding all of those and I'd be seabedding them for a fairly decent size because we're facing three players and because we're so deep. So I would seabed here because if we don't seabed here, we're never going to have any information. We're so underrepresented in the strength of our hand. If we check here that um, unless we're planning to check raise ourselves, that uh, I, I think that, it's just so hard to get information if we don't see bet here. And if we see bet and face a lot of action, I'm fine with getting away from the hand. I don't ever think I'm ever going broke on this board with Queens uh, when we're this deep. Yes. When we're 30 big blinds deep, but not sure. when we're this deep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris, do you have a sea betting range here and Queens isn't in it or is this just a checking range spot? for so you? Given the I would say first, first of all, my sea betting strategy, uh, shrinks considerably like my percentage that i see bit a board could shrinks the more players you add to a a, a board yep so that makes sense. uh heads up queens 
I'm c-betting this 100% of the time. Uh, against two opponents, I'm c-betting it probably 85, 90% of the time. Once we get three villains and I'm the first one to act, uh, now I'm probably um, on, then then it's it, it also becomes pretty board dependent, but this is a board where I am checking a lot. Um, I'm checking a lot of my range here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in fact, um, one of the things I, I like about having that checking range here is that it's we can um, our, I think our opponents are gonna bet a decent amount here. Um, and um, especially the button if it gets to them. Um, and I think we can we can shorten this hand. If it checks through, great. I think I've got the best hand almost ninety-five percent of the time. Um, if it if somebody bets, I, I have a lot more information there uh, that I can then react to, and I still am shortening the hand. Um, and if there's a, a ex- lot of action behind me, then um, I that's also information. So I disagree that we're not going to get information by not c betting, um, but I. I can't, I mean, I can see the, the point of c-betting, but I think we get information either way. I, I don't think that this board hits the opponent, the opponents that are calling very often. Ooh. I just Ooh. don't. I think they have ace four, ace six, ace nine in their ranges suited. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think they have seven, eight suited. And I think that sometimes they'll have the pocket pairs, but often they've just got Broadway here. Mm-hmm. So I think when we c-bet, we might get a heads up, for instance. Like we're going to fold out some players and now we get some information, more information. Maybe. So if you're, if you're the, so let's, uh, the the question I, I mean, the the players that I think are, are, you know, the person. So first of all, remember we're an early position open and then we get two players, the next two players over from us call calling that to me, especially that second player, if they're any good, should be a very narrow range. It shouldn't, I shouldn't really include hands like queen jack offsuit, right? Like it, it, I doubt we're going to suit it though. Suited. Maybe, maybe, but that even becomes a lot of players are going to three bet that in that spot. But uh, even be- good players will, will, when they're this deep, will just call with a lot of these speculative hands. Maybe. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You You will see some of that, but I think you're going to see less and less of it. Um, and you're going to see a lot of a lot of low pocket pairs. You're going to see a lot of hands that you know. If we're going to see Queen Jack, then we're probably going to see we are going to see like seven eight suited or some of those kinds of things mm-hmm. as well. Um, I don't know. I and 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 I think what what we can do still by checking this is we're not we're not necessarily losing we're not going to get three folds, right? So what we're really trying to do is, is, is isolate and get this sort of heads up probably right. is yeah. but when we do a seabed here. And that's, I mean, that's an, an okay strategy, but then, so do you, are you calling a single check raise? Depends on the size. Yeah. So say we easily called a half pot bet here, or just under half pot bet, right? So right. if we had bet half pot instead of just calling the half pot bet, then we can, and we get raised and another caller, then maybe we can just fold this hand. Right. Because there's just too much action there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I just, yeah. It's, I just think that there's more information to be had sooner if we just see bet here. 
Sure. So uh, what ends up happening, so Chris does check and it goes uh, check behind Chris and then the third player bets about uh, what 40% pot, something like that, a little over um, a little over a third. Uh, the last player folds and then we get we're facing this bet of about 40% or something like that. And feels like a natural call. Does anyone on the panel want to advocate for folding or raising in this spot? I like Always. a raise better than a call personally. Yep. Just again, to get information from and fold out the other players. Like this player could be doing this with a nine, a single ace nine. nine. Ace nine suited. Ace is nine very suited. Likely. Yeah. Pocket tens, pocket jacks. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. No, some seven, hands that eight. might even continue to uh, to our raise, which we're beating, which is nice. And it because it's a small bet, we don't have to do a large raise. Like mm-hmm. we can do a fairly small raise as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't mind the call as played. But I like I would prefer a raise here because again we're so underrepped our hand, and um, that we're, it, this is that and because we're out of position, I think it's better to take the aggression. So it's, we have cards and we have aggression on our side, but we don't have position. Right. So you need two out of three to continue in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I prefer to show aggression. And it's a board that we don't have a lot of natural check raises. Like we're not going to have a lot of natural check raises anyway as the uh, preflop raiser. But even uh, even when we do, there's not going to be many of them on boards like nine, uh, six, four, rainbow, I don't think. Um, what about you guys? Do you guys have a, a check raising range in a spot like this with that under the gun opening range? It's going to be super small if we do, right? I, you know, we there's this old adage about aces. You know, you either win a small pot or lose a big one. <laughs> and I think this is kind of the same situation. I think when you're this deep in a in a tournament that has this uh, slow of a structure, you don't want to get jiggy right off the bat you know you want to you keep the keep the pot size in under control so it doesn't get out of hand and you lose a heck heck of a lot more chips than you really need to so i think keeping it under control is really what you need to do here i mean we got over 120 big blinds to start this hand this is not the time to get crazy i mean if your chip stacks down around the 20 or 30 big blinds hey let's get let's get crazy let's go let's go nuts but when you're at this deep a stack, you don't want to just, you know, blithely throw chips away. Right, which is why I like the C-bet, because you're controlling the pot size, controlling the C-bet size, and you get to see what happens after you bet here. And you still get to see that if you check. You don't, because you're so underwrapped. It's, it's such, <laughs> oh, so, you're like, don't know what to do. Because so Kim, it looks like you have ace-king or ace-queen here. So, Kim, kind of what, what you're saying a bit is that you're underwrapping your hand by not c betting to the point yes. that it changes the action so that we're not actually yes. getting the same kind of action that like more honest action we're like right. inviting more action right uh, by, we're not by, getting honest action i think they're just saying he has nothing he just has two over cards to this flop and we're not even worried about this doesn't player. That, but but doesn't that also then um i mean so i agree against i think against um some opponents that works really well but i think against really competent opponents who are going to be check raising us 
on boards like this, which they see as disadvantageous right. boards to our opening ranges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they will that, have more of nothing. <laughs> they will have well, more nothing in their range. <laughs> well, I mean, I, more mean probably I think you're that. getting in your head. <laughs> no, no. I think they'll mm-hmm. be doing that in a balanced fashion. I agree. They'll have, they'll have some gut shots in there. They'll have, I mean, I think they'll have like more competent sort of like, um, raises that are a balanced range that will include things like gut shots uh probably their open-ended straight draws uh some weird like pairs plus uh that have some blocker qualities and then their sets uh and some it'll be probably that kind of range right and i think that we with our queens we're not going to know if we if we see bet here and we get check raised which i think is going to happen a lot on this board there's no check raise or raised just raised. Raised. raised sorry raised, raised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we bet here when we get when we get raised we're not we're we're not going to learn i mean that's not i think we're going to actually learn more by checking and reacting to the action and and knowing that we've got a strong hand that can call a lot of bets and we can be ahead of hands that we're talking about like ace nine suited like and we can and and like the seven eights of the world um with our queens if you happily get more chips in this pot but we can see also i mean if, if another player bets and then it and i don't know i i i like it multi-way when we're the first player to act to give our other opponents a chance to because so what are you doing this with ace king as well no, I'm checking Ace King. See, but that's then then we've got a disaster in our hand because now our checking range, you just you listed all our sets, all our strong hands. And so our checking range has nothing in it. Yeah, I said pocket nine should be in our checking range. Well, that's a pretty narrow band <laughs> of like a bunch of crap. One and hand. The best possible <laughs> hand, right? Right. So I just don't like no, I don't think but I think we should also check Ace King. Yeah, but uh, so and then we're so, checking. Uh, are we? Ch- but like, what? What is our checking range? If it's if it's just pocket nines, and then like ace king, ace queen, ace jack, are those all checks? I mean, I think you can check raise your pocket sixes and pocket fours, probably. Okay, so we're checking all our sets. Can okay. can can right? Yeah. I just I just think it's range. just. We're so deep. We're so deep. Like it's just so hard to get information, and we don't have to put a lot of chips in this pot. Right. right. But we're just, yeah. Go ahead, Jim. No, I was just going to ask. So, so looking over, sort of. So, Chris, when you're taking what sounds like a check call line here with a hand like mm-hmm. queens, you're expecting, I think, to also call uh, bets on the turn on favorable runouts, and uh, I may. If I can get this heads up after check calling, I may even take the lead on the turn. Right. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not. I am not thinking I'm necessarily behind, especially if I can get this heads up. Um, yeah. But I am. I am trying to shorten the hand and limit the number of streets. I do not want to make this a three street hand if I don't. If I can avoid it, um, because I think that this is a two street hand for me. Um, this is so great. are you I, I, C-betting? Are you C-betting 9-10, 9-8, the things that have gut shots now that need more protection? Probably. Like Queens doesn't need yes. more, as much yes. protection, right? So yeah, I would probably lead one of those and be happy to, like, those are hands that I, like, I don't necessarily fear the check raise as much, and they do need more protection, like you're saying. 
-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. I just put it in the chat earlier. I love it when Kim and Chris disagree about something because we're going to hear some really good arguments for both sides. And these <laughs> two know how to disagree well. Uh, so that's great. It's great. Great listening. Um, I just want to shut up and sit back and listen to you guys talk about poker. It's fantastic. Um, I don't know what it means. Maybe I have no opinion on anything, but <laughs> every time I listened to him, I said, oh, yeah, I agree with that. And then listen to the other one. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's I'm one of the great things. <laughs> it's one of those great things about poker, right? Is that there, there's, there's not a lot of right or wrong answers. There's just different right answers, different wrong answers. You know, different ways at it. Yeah, and you Chris. can even like the other thing is like you know you can look at at uh, solvers or tools like Range Trainer Pro or some of those out there. But like this is a four way. I mean, this is not right. solved. This is like right. this, this is a little. You got to kind of like figure this out <laughs> so as played um so chris the hero does call the small bet and uh the next player behind actually they check raise they check raise yes there's the check that's why we had check raises on the brain because there was a check raise coming down and we knew it um so they check raise to uh let me just pull back up here about three times the raise size and the in-position player calls, and then it's back to us. So we should just talk a little bit about um, what our options are here. Again, I just always like to explore the, the tree. We could fold, we could call, we could raise. I think raising at this point is out, um, even though absolutely in absolute terms, come on, we've got an overpair, it's a dry board. Um, there's lots of things that you, know, you might say, oh, we've got a really good hand here. We're near the top of our distribution. Um, we should be playing aggressively. Uh, I think given the action, you're just throwing yourself into a buzzsaw. If you do that, um, someone's, someone's going to have yeah. a dominated room. I mean, the way I was thinking in game is there is like a perfect thread, the needle moment where one of these players has seven, eight, and one of them has ACE nine or something like that. Yeah. And we get it in and we're just, we're tripling up. Right. But that is, I think, exceedingly rare. This, right. this is a pretty small raise as well. This is a fairly small check raise after your call. Mm -hmm. Right? Like oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's three times the uh, bet size, but there's a lot of money in the pot now at this point. A ton of money in your pot, and you're yeah, getting pretty point. good odds on a call. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's inviting action. Yeah. And uh, he does not close the action, though. So it's to be that original better is still going to get a chance to reopen uh, the betting again if we do call. <laughs> so that's a factor. No, we close the action. No, we, we oh, no, we do close. Yes, yes, yeah, sorry. We yeah, you're close, right. We're the last one. Okay, well, that's true. That's true. Now, at that point, it feels like we're basically drawing to a set, right? Uh, given the action, if we call here, um, are we, we're not, we're not betting again in this hand, I assume. We might call more small bets, but that would be about it. Right. If we call here, I think it's just we have to see what happens on the, we have to always check the turn. Um, and see what happens, right? Like mm -hmm. we we could be facing draws still. We could be facing pocket tens, draws, pocket jacks. What draws, what draws does a check raiser have? Seven eight. Yeah, seven eight exactly. Any kind guess. of suits. He doesn't call seven eight pre flop. What? Yes, he mm -hmm. does. Solvers. No, he doesn't. Hundred percent. This. No, the button <laughs> does, but not this guy. <laughs> The guy, the this cutoff. Guy does, it's not. No, he's range. like the. No. He's like he's MP1. Like the, right, he's the hijack. Chris right. was the low jack. 
Or no, Chris was under well, the gun. Yeah, it's MP1. Jack. He's even earlier yeah, position yeah, than that. Yeah. I think yeah. all kinds Check of raised. these good players will call eight, seven, eight suited when they're this deep, when they look like it's going to go multi-way. I really do. Yeah, he he potentially could. It's not in a it's not in a normal range that would be calling from that position hmm, that deep. Yeah. So I just just looking at you know looking at ranges like uh, poker coaching their their GTO ranges range trainer pro those seven eight is not in his range at all. In that position, you're saying he has in to be position, in later as position. A low jack, in, yeah, in yeah. A later position, a button would definitely have seven eight. But yep. this guy should never show up there with seven eight, unless he's just opening up his range really wide. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how wide you really want to open it up when you're that deep. Well, and he might a lot of reverse implied odds situations. And that player might not know who Chris Jones is, too. You know, like so. Just saying, we don't <laughs> know what the assumptions they're making. The player about at the it. table, they're like, "Oh, good, he's here." <laughs> is it? They, they might not know. Which they is might why not know who they're dealing is, with. Is which I'm is saying. why they're all calling your opens. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why they're all calling your opens in position. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got a comment from Jack here in the chat. Um, for one thing, maybe seven eights his favorite hand. We don't know that. And uh, another thing, yeah, that's right. If it's the right, it's the right decision at the right time. If you make the same decision at the wrong time, it kills you. Yeah, that's it, Jack. Exactly. Um, so, uh, sorry. So we've made some sort of some arguments for calling. Maybe some arguments for folding. Um, I, mean, I would I would call this if the intervening player didn't call behind. Um, this this check raise, I would be calling this if it was if this just came from this player, mm-hmm. um, and then evaluate on the turn. But once that second player calls, that uh, it's um, I just, yeah, one of them's yeah, got you beat. Well, not only that, but you've got you got equity issues now because any equity you have in a hand is diluted by having two other players in it, and the your ability to realize your equity is definitely at risk because you're totally out of position. Yeah. So you've got it's you've got so many things going against you right now, and you're facing a lot of action. I just think that, uh, yeah, I I don't mind the fold here. I like the fold here, but I still think that I would have rather put my eleven hundred eleven thousand in as a C bet rather than a call <laughs> on the flop. Fair enough. So then if you if you if you put your C bet in and you got raised by this player rather than check raised by them and then and then everyone have, else folded? Well no, then and then I you have the call. intervening, you have a overcall. Now what are you doing with your Well queen? we don't that know can, what if we don't know. Well let's just say, happen. let's just say theoretically the second player uh raises us and then the third he's player got, who he's got seven eight. <laughs> <laughs> so we, that's the, the whole point. Has seven, <laughs> that's the whole thing. We don't know because we didn't see that. Right, so I, we I'm don't not, know. Who's I know like, we don't know, but I'm saying <laughs> if if since since you're advocating a line of leading here, right? And this guy is, just calls. No, he raises, and then the second player calls that raise. What are you doing with your queens then? After you, well, it depends how much the raise is for. Same same numbers here that we've just seen. Just a different way that the money has gone in uh i think i probably call here but i could i don't mind a fold either and that's like either way it's fine part of my worry about about because i think once we start c betting then we're uh i think we're more likely to um to do that to like call right like to to like 
right. to carry us through get with more hand. money in. and yeah. then ultimately this <laughs> is like kind of go broke with a hand like this um like i'm not saying we would go broke but i think we right. could we could go we could lose a lot more by doing right. taking that line in a multi-way right. spot yeah i understand that yeah 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 and and ultimately you know um so we do make a we do make a fold there uh, we don't get to we don't get to go to, to showdown, but it comes runner runner queen queen. So oh, what a heartbreak there for Chris. Um, no, it doesn't actually, but that would yeah. be uh, that, that would be the right way to twist the knife, wouldn't it? Poker world. We don't um, actually learn what they because the, uh, the ultimately the player that did initially check raised uh, does shove on the river, and then the other player folds. So and in seven eight gets there because <laughs> it does come. Oh, the ten, ten comes. on the river. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's no, it was, true. It was pocket tens got there. Yeah, yeah that's that's a, you know what he has? He's exactly seven eight of clubs. Yep. Yep, there Turn you go. was a club so he can just barrel and then <laughs> 10 gets him as straight on the river. <laughs> we, we cracked the code. We cracked the code. Could be. So just go. I mean, I think oh, it's a yeah, great pocket nines. It's a great, it's a great post, uh, Chris, because it goes to show a super strong hand on a dry board, you know, being multi-way, being out of position. And then the way the action goes, um, it does come around. And, and this is another point that uh, Rob was alluding to earlier. You're also you're still on the flop. Well, you got two more cards to see and two more rounds of betting. So yeah, you can call this you can call this bet here, and um, uh, you're gonna you know thread that needle like sometimes against some of these players. But um, you know, lots of aces and kings can come, lots of sevens and eights can come, and uh, you can still get you can still get bluffed off too. So let's um, talk for a second about the action here. Even though we're not in the hand. Okay. okay, because the turn comes a two of clubs and our three better now bets, uh, bets out and gets called by the in-position player. He bets out for about 40% pot and gets called. And now there's the pot has 184,000 in it. Okay, so now what do we range these players at having when we get that sort of action? And when our 10 of hearts comes on the river, completing a straight and missing all the flushes. And this player now goes all in and he's putting all his chips in. The player, he's got to have a, I think he's got a set. He has a set from the beginning. But is he not afraid of seven, eight? Like No, because I think Weon Kuliao has ace nine or something. He's got a nine in his hand. He could have had seven, eight is my point. So when this guy goes all in. Yeah, he's getting snapped by seven eight, right? Yeah, snapped. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying it's a scary river if you just have a set of nines, right? Or a set of sixes, or a set of fours on the flop. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not a yeah, it's not a good river card uh, for those holdings. Does he ever have pocket jacks here? I... This is the flop you know, check possible. raiser it's that we're talking about. Defi- it's yeah. definitely possible. It's definitely possible that he has uh, nines or he has tens or jacks, and tens would make a lot of sense too because he hit his set on the on the river, which would put him you know in a position to be all in. He has an over pair, so he could be get, sitting there with tens or jacks, like you say. We know he doesn't probably have kings. 
kings, aces, or queens. I mean, queens would be really weird because Chris had two of them, <laughs> and aces and kings would have, you know, three bet pre. So, yeah, the only wouldn't pocket this pairs. Be, wouldn't this be a check in this spot out of position so that you can make your opponent bluff now and you're going to bluff catch with your set or with your overpair? Like, what's he making fold? He's not making any hands that beat him are not folding here. Unless he was bluffing with something else that we don't know about. <laughs> right. I mean, it feels like, to me like he's, he's, yeah. I mean, if he's targeting ace nine, right. He's, he's right. going too big. Um, and if he's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he has, I don't think Jax would, lead out here i mean it's possible they had jacks but i don't think they're gonna shove with jacks here at the end i think they had seven eight <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah all right well i think we got to uh some exciting places with that one fun. chris chris jones knows how to pull some interesting hands how um, did you go in that tournament chris yeah how'd it go chris uh then i had another really fun hand where uh i had ace king um and uh it was a three bet pot and the flop came ace ace five uh -oh. um kind of barreled uh where there was one club on the uh three bet pot remember uh one club um <laughs> it came runner runner clubs so uh the club flush did get there um but i had the ace of clubs um and um they had 10 8 of clubs. Oh, hey. <laughs> wait, on ace, ace five? Ace, Did ace five with one club. So it wow. had to be the five of clubs, right? Five of clubs. Maybe right. eight, 10 8 yeah. of clubs. Yeah. Now, did you see bet that one? I did. Okay, well, then. And then I, I, that's over a, hashtag I bet approved, I think. Overbet the turn, <laughs> um, which they still did not fold to. <laughs> No, they hit the gin turn card for them. How could they possibly yeah. there? Oh, so, so not not all of these players were crushers. <laughs> no. You made a note on that guy, right? Yes. Against this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that'll, that'll be great when I'm playing in the next in the next know, Venom. twelve dollar okay. tournament versus the twenty five hundred one. But anyway. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> all right well thanks chris for posting that one thanks. thanks to everyone else for uh, their excellent feedback and insight i love talking poker with this crew you guys are the best um so i'd also like to thank of course website mark and running aces hotel racetrack uh and casino keith rob chris john kim jack and john in the booth thanks everybody see you next week